1: A feminist that works for a non-profit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter. Alexandra Nicole McNeil was a non-hunter two months ago. She just harvested her first turkey. And so obviously I wanted to have a conversation with her about why she decided to go from being a non-hunter to being a hunter. You can check her out on Instagram at Art by Alexandra Nicole, Phenomenal artist and now a part of the hunting community. It's always fascinating to understand someone who, in this case, has a wildlife biology degree was never around hunting growing up, was never offered to be taken hunting. But her husband comes into her life and says, let's go hunting. And she says, okay. So let me ask this. Are you a non-hunter or are you a hunter?
2: I guess I'm a hunter now.
1: (laughs) Okay, I guess I'm a hunter now. You know, it's funny you answer that way because we, uh, I don't know. You're not, you don't need to know anything about blood origins. You actually should know nothing about blood origins based on my cold call through Instagram <laughs> to find you. Um, but we had a, a lady last year come to Mississippi. Yeah. Because I'm in Mississippi. Where are you right now?
2: I'm in Georgia.
1: So. Okay, Georgia. We like the Peach we State. Are. We've got great yeah. friends in the Peach State. Um, and actually it was the the commissioner of the wildlife department of the state of Georgia, the guy that is at the top, okay? (laughs) The guy that runs wildlife resources said, you need to speak with Alexandra. That's how pervasive your story has become. Oh, my gosh. Exactly, exactly. Um, But this lady came out from Utah, and she shot her first deer with us. And I asked her the same question. I said to her, so are you a hunter? And she said, no, Hmm. I said, what do you mean? You went out, you hunted and you killed something. Not that killing is necessarily tied to hunting. That is the end result. Okay. She goes, no, I'm not a hunter, but I have hunted. And I said,
2: what does,
1: what does that mean? And she goes to me to become a hunter is a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's a choice to become better and better and better and better. It's a choice to become more ethical in what I do. It's a choice to become as connected to the land, to connected to the animal as I possibly can become.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Only then can I call myself a hunter. Right now, I'm just someone who has hunted.
2: Well, I thought that you might ask me that question, and I've been thinking about it because is to be a hunter, like, it's not just killing the animal, right? Are you a hunter if you go out with the intention to kill an animal? I also feel like I've gone out into the woods or on a boat as like, with the intention of hunting things, you know, whether that's, um, you know, sight fishing for redfish or, you know, hunting for mushrooms, is to be a hunter just killing an animal?
1: Um, By definition, Hunting is the chase and pursuit of an, of a, an animal mm-hmm. with the intent to kill it. Yes. Otherwise it would be hiking. Yes. Very you chase and pursue an animal and they're like, eh, I didn't come to do anything, but just look at it. Yeah. Um, let me ask this when you, and we'll get into all this, but I'm curious, you've been in the woods before, obviously before you hunted, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Spend a lot of time in
1: the woods. <laughs> was it different? Did you approach the woods differently when you had the intent to kill versus the times before?
2: I was surprised at how different it felt because where I killed my turkey just last year, I was present when my husband and friend also killed a tom out there. Um, and I was a part of the entire experience and it was like, it was thrilling and it was intense. And I was like, I, I want to do this. But this year when I went out there, like I was the one holding the gun.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It took it to a whole nother level that I did not really anticipate.
1: Like, what is that? What can you describe that level?
2: I feel like it's almost like you were viewing the woods. Like through, there's like another lens over your eye. That you're like seeing things through I feel like my senses were like heightened um it's like you're viewing your environment as a predator you know mm-hmm. whereas before i was just i was like an onlooker on the outside or you know other times i've been in the woods I'm picking blackberries. You know, I'm not really a predator. I'm more in the like middle trophic level.
1: Right, right. Would you? Would it be a fair categorization that you move from being an observer of nature to a participant in nature?
2: Yes. Yeah. And I think that was really what I was seeking in that. Um, I think I always am trying to get closer. You know, Mm -hmm. closer to our environment. Mm-hmm. more connected and i mean i don't know a way you could be more connected than to take a life to like feed
1: yourself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well as always i do a terrible job of introducing people so alexandra nicole mcneil or is it yeah,
2: yeah Nicole's know, my middle name and so i paint under alexandra nicole mcneil is my last name
1: welcome to the blood origins podcast um Thank
2: you. So happy to be here.
1: Do you want to give just a little bit of background on who you are and what you do?
2: Um, I guess I usually tell people I'm a, a wildlife biologist by training, but an artist by trade. Um,
1: and... Yeah, I was wondering how you were throwing out the whole trophic cascade
2: so <laughs>
1: know, right in the beginning. I was like, hmm, a yeah. little yeah. bit of background is,
2: uh, ecology classes stick with you. <laughs> Um, but I'm like a very passionate angler. I love fishing. That's kind of what I grew up doing. I grew up on the Georgia coast. Um, so that's kind of always been my thing, but right now I'm living in the Georgia Piedmont. I'm not living Mm -hmm. on the coast anymore. And so I feel like lately I've been becoming a lot more connected with this environment.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did you grow up in a hunting family?
2: No, no, not at all. And I didn't really have any hunters even in my like periphery. Now being in the South, like, you know, hunting is kind of strange in like the culture, but just no one directly in my life. Um, But my dad was a fisherman. And so he was taking me out in the marsh since I was like four years old. Mm. Um, So I do credit him with a lot of my, um, you know, just passion for the outdoors
1: sure sure did you did is there a reason why your dad didn't hunt
2: i i guess just because he didn't have anyone in his life to take him hunting i know my granddaddy would go on like he did a couple of big game hunts but those were more of um a business trip kind of hunt you know he he wasn't like a Mm
1: -hmm.
2: like that Mm -hmm. wasn't his um identity you know
1: So obviously you went through school. Let me ask this. When you were, you went through school and then obviously you took some sort of wildlife biology degree somewhere, right?
2: Mm -hmm. Yes. I went to the University of Georgia and I got a wildlife and fisheries degree. uh, Just because
1: of your love of fishing.
2: Yes. I wanted to do like fisheries biology. I had dreams of being like a shark biologist or Mm -hmm. studying sea turtles or something like that. So. I, I did not think I would end up being an artist, but it's worked out.
1: <laughs> but had an art background your entire, all the way through high school, you didn't just suddenly decide, okay, I can, I can actually draw pretty good, so I'm going to become an artist.
2: Yeah, I joke that my parents tried to put me in like every sport possible growing up, like starting with t-ball at like four years old. And I just, I was so uninterested and unathletic that they found an art class and they were like, she's safe. Let's just keep her there. And I took art um, from this great teacher for 10 years from like, you know, elementary until I graduated and, and went to college. Um, so it's just kind of always been something mm-hmm. I did. I mm-hmm. I never intended it to be a career.
1: Mm-hmm. Let me ask this. When you entered into the wildlife department of the state of Georgia, University of Georgia, now... For everyone who doesn't know this from people around the world, I want to sort of set the tone for what the university of Georgia is. So the university of Georgia is a university that is called the land grant Institute of the state of Georgia. What the land grant Institute is every single state in the union in the state of, in in the United States of America has a land grant Institute. And that Institute was founded on the idea that they were there to help the citizens of the state. Mm -hmm. On the things that they do. So it's a very agricultural type university. It also has a, what it was affectionately called back then, a hook and bullet department. The hook and bullet department was typically a wildlife department. Okay. So as you entered into the wildlife department, freshman, sophomore, junior years, you were not a hunter. No. But did you have a perception of hunting a perspective on hunting
2: i had never felt negatively about hunting or i think i just had like a fairly neutral stance i mean in the south there is that like pervasive stereotype of there being you know a redneck good old boy yeah um but i i never had any negative feelings about hunters at all and then coming into warnell it was interesting because you know, you kind of see all these different places people come from to end up at the same place. Like you really have your, like your non-game people who are interested in, in wildlife. And then you call
1: those people, the bird people.
2: (laughs) I am definitely also a bird person. (laughs) (laughs) Full on bird nerd. Um, you know, there was the hunting people were, came into it from like a different perspective. And then there's your foresters. Um, So there were these little, like, you know, segregations, if you will, of
1: of people. But a very neutral standpoint on hunting, nothing negative, nothing positive, just almost like it doesn't really matter to me. It's just something that I just don't do.
2: Yeah. And I mean, going through my studies at Warnell, you know, you learn all of the benefits of hunting and how hunters are some of, you know, the largest contributors to conservation. And so... You know, I always had the mindset. I
1: would tell people, like,
2: I fully support hunting. I think it's great, but it's not something I'm going to do.
1: It's Mm -hmm. not for me. And why wasn't it for you?
2: I just, maybe this is, like, a result of not having, you know, hunters, like, close in my life, but I just couldn't imagine myself ever killing an animal. I couldn't Mm -hmm. see myself being able to do that.
1: But? I assume you were not vegan and you were not vegetarian at this part of your life.
2: Actually, the last year of college and then the year after, I became a vegetarian. So, so Because
1: of the idea of an animal dying?
2: No, I I considered myself a reluctant uh, vegetarian because in one of my ecology classes, I just remember reading in one of our books, there's this stat that was talking about the amount of water it takes to produce like one pound of ground beef Hmm. like is, is equal to the amount of water you would use if you showered for a year, a year's worth of showers. It was some stat like that, that like, it just shocked me. Hmm. Uh, And they, and we learned a lot about how, you know, industrial livestock production is very bad for the environment. And so in my mind, I was like, it wasn't so much about the individual animal death as the harm that I was learning was we were doing to our planet. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was kind of my driving force from, for becoming a vegetarian at that point. Um, It obviously didn't last. Um, I moved home after college and, you know, I would go fishing. Sometimes I would, I would want to like keep fish that I caught. And I was like, this fish is not contributing to global warming. You know, this is arguably like the most eco friendly, like protein I could eat, like a fish I just caught out of the water. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it slowly went from like being vegetarian to being like, I'm okay. If I can like source quality protein, if I know where it comes from, if I know it's not causing harm, like I'm okay with that.
1: So, I'm I'm just looking quickly at something on your page the um so the desire to hunt came from the husband How, he was
2: the I, person that took me hunting for the first time um I'd never had the opportunity to go um and I think at that point I still was like nobody
1: I, at college. Nobody in college said, "Do you want to go hunting?"
2: I think I was. You bird people,
1: you know. <laughs> oh yeah, no, you were hunting with the wrong bird people. There, there, I bet you there were a bunch yes. of duck hunters in that in, in that college.
2: Yeah, I just I never had like, and I probably would have turned them down if someone invited me at that point. You know, I think it was a a slow journey of like mm-hmm. getting to this point. Um, but I think it worked out like the way it was supposed to.
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. So your husband invites you to hunt. Did yeah, you like, very- no, nah, nah, I'm not too, in-. No, or you I- were just so I- keen on him, you were like, okay, I'm gonna go hunting with the guy because I need to, you know, I think his husband material. It was probably a little bit of both.
2: <laughs> no, I, I was excited to go just because I like, I love to spend time in the woods, I like to be outdoors. So anything that lets me do that, I was game for. So the very first hunt we went on, we went turkey hunting. It was like 2017, and it was the first time I'd ever been in full camo, like in the woods. And I'll I'll never forget. We're just like the sun is rising, and we're like tucked up in this brush, like sitting down on this hillside. And this little yellow warbler, like lands in the brush in front of me, like literally, like I could have like reached out and like picked him up. And he had no idea we were there, and was just just sitting there. I just watched him, and I was like, that is incredible. Like I am so blended into this landscape that I can just watch this bird from like one foot away. Mm -hmm. And so from that point on, I feel like, I don't know, I was kind of sold on at least going along with my husband. I was like, if I can have these experiences, like, like that is so cool to me.
1: So the decision from going along, being a part of the, the escapades essentially to then saying, okay, yes, I want to be the person with the trigger. I want to be the person who pulls the trigger. Yeah. That's a big step because at this point you've said, now I'm not even interested.
2: Yeah. I think it probably wasn't until I, um, I helped my husband track a deer that he had killed. So we, we, you know, tracked the blood trail, brought it home, gutted it, cleaned it. Like we did the whole thing ourselves. And just like seeing at the end, like all of this meat we'd put away in our freezer that literally fed us for a year. I was like, Mm -hmm. I was like, this food is out there if we just want to go and get it. Like I kind of wanted, that's when I think I started wanting to participate. Mm -hmm. Um, It just took a little bit longer to get there.
1: (laughs) So tell, so let's, let's talk about the turkey hunt. Okay. What this is an, this is this is an audio medium, Alexandra. So <laughs> you have to explain, uh, you know, the hunt. Was it? Did you did you get a turkey the first time you went hunting for a turkey?
2: Yes. Yeah, I it's did.
1: Creepers, creepers.
2: Within like three hours.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. That is a very rare rare feat.
2: I know. I am still like I feel like I'm still like trying to process it because it just it all seemed like it happened so fast. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, you know, we went out before dawn, we we heard one gobble um, and we set up for that bird, but he didn't want to participate with us. <laughs> um, so we kept on walking, calling, um, and we heard a gobble. And then when he called again, it was like much closer. So we had to really hurry to like get set up quickly. And, you know, we had to put a decoy out. Um, and the whole time my friend is calling, they're like responding. So I'm literally hearing them like get closer and closer. And that's kind of when my heart rate was like out of control. Um, so I started doing, you know, the box breathing, like, you know, four seconds breathe in, hold four seconds, four seconds, breathe out. Cause I was like, I've got to get it together. Um, and then when they start coming in, we can like see them through the brush, and they come in from this like totally different side. So we have to like shift. And I get ready and I feel like I'm calm. Um, And then, like, in a disembodied way, I notice my leg is, like, shaking uncontrollably. I'm like, well, I can't do anything about that. (laughs) Um, But I end up taking the shot and I felt really good about it. But after I pulled the trigger, like, they both ran off. And so, oh, it was, like, such a roller coaster, you know? I was so disappointed i was honestly just confused like i remember looking at my friend and i was like what happened he was like you missed i was like i missed i felt very good about the shot but you know i was shaking a lot so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i felt steady but i was like Mm -hmm. maybe maybe that had something to do with it the birds were like running at us too or or at least (laughs) that's how i vaguely remember it it was sort of a blur um But, yeah, so we walked back out to our, like, trail, and my husband met up with us, and I just kept, like, looking, like, out. Like, I just kept, like, scanning. I mean, we had, like, looked the area, but when you see a bird run off, like, perfectly fine, Mm -hmm. you don't really Mm -hmm. uh, think that you need to go look for it. But I was like, we need to, like, check. Um, And so we fan out, and within, like, a couple of minutes, my friend, like, finds the bird and calls me over. Really? Yeah, yeah. He he like walks and he was like he whistled and was like, You need to get over here. And I just started running because I like I knew instantly. And I like see the bird and I literally like fall to my knees and is and I'm just like, No way, like no way. And so it was just, you know, that roller coaster again. I was so low. And then when we found the bird, I was just uh, it was a very overwhelming feeling, honestly.
1: Yeah, I think that's the feeling that we all love. Yeah, as hunters, is that
2: it was very it's over. emotional.
1: Yeah, it's emotional, and a lot of people want to hide away from that emotion. Yeah, they think it's especially you know again in the South, redneck hunters. Yeah, you're not know, you're not supposed to be emotional when you shoot something, but emotional, I think, has a, a specific connotation. Like you're supposed to cry and yada yada yada. Y- versus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think emotions when you are hunting is all tied to like adrenaline and adrenaline coursing through your veins and then the dump of adrenaline and yeah goes through like this it's almost like a manic low then mm-hmm. you know if you're deer hunting it's a manic low that you missed the deer and then the heart rate and adrenaline spikes again when you find a drop of blood yeah and then when the drug the blood trail you know sort of eases out and you can't find another blood then you Again, you get the the yeah. feeling in your stomach, right? That's that sinking feeling.
2: Yeah, like you've injured it.
1: Yeah, you've injured it. all.
2: my fear, like my biggest fear,
1: that you can't find it, right? That,
2: that I would injure it and not be able to find it. See,
1: um, it's 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 a curious thing that you did because I I would think that most turkey hunters, if they if the birds ran off that would be that game over they ran away Mm -hmm. like why even look maybe maybe that's a better question like what made you look for it did you see feathers pop off
2: no there were no feathers i looked everywhere where i made my shot i was like looking at the trees like trying to figure out if i had like hit you know where the bullets had gone there were no feathers um but when Pellets.
1: pellets not bullets
2: pellets yes you had one
1: shotgun you had a shotgun shell and then (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: when we had walked back out to the trail and was waiting on my husband he was hiking up the trail there was one moment where we like heard a rustle like in the distance and we both kind of looked at each other but we were like that's a squirrel you know it sounded like a squirrel Um, and then when my husband got to us we kind of were like regrouping, but I just like, I just could not stop. Like, I could not shake the feeling yeah. you know, that we should check. Um, and I'm so glad we did. I mean, like, can you imagine just leaving the bird there? Oh.
1: Yeah. A lot of people wouldn't have checked. I wouldn't have. If I'd shot that at that turkey and they both ran away, I would have assumed yeah. I completely, completely missed.
2: But, you know, I mean, obviously it wasn't a perfect shot if it was able to run away and then, Mm -hmm. you know, die Mm -hmm. 75, 80 yards away. Mm -hmm. Um, And that does, that really bothers me still. Mm -hmm. But in a way, for my first hunting experience, I was kind of insulated from the, um, from actually seeing it die. Mm -hmm. I I still feel like I... I almost like missed out on that part, which sounds Mm -hmm. kind of weird because it's like, it's not like I want to see the animal die in front of me, but I, I do think there's something about being present, you know, for the Mm -hmm. entire experience
1: Mm -hmm.
2: is important.
1: Mm -hmm. So have you talked to your husband about what's next? Like, are you going to deer hunt this year?
2: I think I would like to um, try and harvest a deer this year. I liked I like the style of turkey hunting a lot more mm-hmm. than deer mm-hmm. hunting. It's it's a lot more active. Um, it's
1: also, also interactive with the animal, right? They talk, yes. you talk. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't like sitting in a deer stand. It's very high up in that tree, and it's kind of scary. Well, you don't <laughs>
1: have to. You can sit on a gr- on the ground too.
2: I have a ground blind. Um, So I have like hunted out of a ground blind, uh, with intentions to kill a deer if the Mm. opportunity presented itself, but it just, it just hasn't happened yet. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. think, I think I will work harder this year to make that happen.
1: So now that you have hunted and, um, again, I, I, I lost the, um, I lost your Instagram page, and now I can't find it again. <laughs> I'm gonna find it quickly.
2: Art by.
1: Yep, I got it. <laughs> so, let me talk specifically. As we we've got, you know, these podcasts are typically, you know, short, thirty-five yeah. minutes, forty minutes. So you have a page, you have an Instagram page, and it's all full of art. The odd fish, it looks like, to show it's that awkward. you actually have. That you actually catch for a lot of birds. I see a couple of birds here. Yep, but you decided to post about the turkey you killed.
2: Yeah, and I, I had to think about it a little bit before I decided to post it. Um, because I. What feel were like, you
1: thinking about?
2: I feel like people know me as an animal lover. Um,
1: Why would they associate you killing something with not being an animal lover?
2: I don't know. Um, I think for some people it might be hard to understand why you would kill something that you love. Um,
1: Yet those same people probably eat meat.
2: Exactly. The same people are buying the rotisserie chicken at Publix probably.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you just, social media is, you know, it's a scary place these days. You you never know how people are going to react to something, um, especially Because there's often not a lot of context for our pictures. Exactly. Um, But I felt like, you know, this was a significant event in my life. And I wanted to share it. I was excited about it.
1: Yeah. So let me read, if you don't mind, I'm going to read what you wrote. For the last several years, I've been on a slow journey of attempting to live closer to the ground. What that means, and comes from a book that you said inspired the journey, what that means to me is reconnecting myself with the landscape by growing, foraging, or harvesting more of the foods that I eat or sourcing locally those that I can't. It's not easy and we are far from perfect, but I find it to be a deeply fulfilling pursuit and knowing where the food on my plate comes from has become more and more important to me. Harvesting my first animal, fish aside, has been a goal for me for some years now, but one that I've honestly drugged my feet on because I wasn't sure if I would enjoy it. Making the decision to take a life felt like a heavy burden to me. And though I have loved hunts, I've gone on with your husband over the years. I was never the one pulling the trigger. Uh, thanks to the help from Clint. I was able to harvest this beautiful Turkey this week. I never knew I could experience something more adrenaline inducing and casting at big tarpon, but this definitely topped that by a mile.
2: Mm-hmm. The emotions
1: I felt were complex, but overwhelmingly, uh, I felt gratitude for this bird and the ability to pursue him. Also, don't let anyone tell you, well, turkey no good to eat. He fed us for that very night. So you provided what a lot of people forget, which is narrative, mm-hmm. which is thought, right? You, you, you said, when I asked you the question, like, I had to think about it. Yes. And the, just you going through the exercise of thinking about it made the post better. Because you really considered in a thoughtful way. What would someone else say through the social media lens if they had no context?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you just post, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with taking the, you know, classic grip and grin picture with your animal, you know, you worked hard and you deserve to like celebrate that. But I do think sometimes if you posting those without context to some people can Come across the wrong way.
1: Hundred percent, one thousand percent. That's it's it's almost like the thing that is probably the biggest issue in the hunting community today is that okay. we we tend to post things without much context, without much thought. Yeah, there's not much thought put into what you say or what you post, and that gets us into a lot of trouble all across the world. It's not just inherent to Georgia or Mississippi. It's yeah, it's everywhere. everywhere. It's everywhere. So if you, if someone's listening to this podcast and they may be thinking about getting into hunting, is there something you'd like to say to them, tell them?
2: I mean, what are your reasons for getting into hunting? You know, I would, I would definitely encourage it just based on the fact of you're going to be, you're going to have a connection with the land, like with an animal that you're never going to get otherwise. And I think a lot of us, a lot of people in society are pretty disconnected from our landscape in general. Um, I think, you know, people forget where we came from sometimes.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's an awesome statement. <laughs> that's an awesome statement. So um, tell people where they can find you, Alexandra. Alexandra.
2: Uh, I'm on Instagram, uh, at art by Alexandra Nicole, or you can go to art by Alexandra com and look at some of my art, my Instagram. I'm posting art, but I'm also posting cool bugs and feathers. I find and a lot of birds, love birds, (laughs) big bird girl.
1: (laughs) Well, we should figure out a way to, uh, include you and maybe, um, We'll have to figure something out if we commission a piece from you, or you ah, you do a, a piece of art or something like that, and we raffle it off and raise money for
2: Absolutely. conveying the
1: truth about hunting.
2: I would love that. I've got I've got some like turkey ideas in the works right now.
1: Oh, I like yeah. that. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Well, welcome to the tribe. Welcome to thank the hunting so community. It's a very welcoming community. Um,
2: very thank
1: you. Here. Well, we're thankful to have people like you, people like you that can express the meaning of why they hunt through your art one day, uh, mm-hmm. through your photographs, and you have a very just plain, this is why I decided to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. And we need people to hear that and understand it, and and maybe it it uh, helps them open their minds to their whys.
2: Yeah. We're glad to be a part of it.
1: Thank you, Alexandra.
2: Thank you so much.
1: Well, that's it for today. I appreciate you listening, as always. Leave a review, share it with your friends, and most importantly, do what's right to convey the truth around hunting.
0: A life that has the stories to back it, a life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby, 6'8 western. Oh, i the old there, baby, right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.